0: now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Uh, heavy traffic during 4-5. Gotta hustle on the own time. Color people at port side. We just people from the north side. Want some teammates at the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. What's going on guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay. I am so excited because I'm sitting here with my absolute best friend. In person over Zoom, Gabriel. Absolutely. I said in person, not over Zoom. <laughs> Gabriel Fuerza, El Diablo, is here with his best friend, George Mackay on Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm okay. I don't know where or how you uh, came to the conclusion that we're best friends.
0: Well, it all started with really the camaraderie that we share, Uh the amount of respect we have for one another, and the fact that um, those pictures became a gag at first. Now people actually wait for them. If they know we're going to be at a show together, they expect to see those pictures bright and early the next morning. And I like to deliver those photos.
1: That's good. Well, they would love uh, my childhood photos because that's why I've always smiled. And my mother would beg me <laughs> to smile for photos. And I'd, I'd, I literally would be like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just couldn't. So, so come on. No,
0: admit, tell the people. Come on. Let the people know that we are. It, it, this is not an on-camera friendship. This is friendship, man. Okay. See? You, you didn't deny it. You didn't accept it either. But I'll <laughs> take it. I will take it. So you're going to the U.K. next couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, I know you had a first very successful run over there last year. Now you're going back. I mean, every, every time you set goals for yourself, you obviously achieve them in some way, shape, or form. What's the goals for this round of European dates that you plan to, uh, to do? Uh, new promotions? Are yeah, you?
1: Well, I mean, I, I am, I'm wrestling at a couple new promotions that I wanted to. Uh, Attack, in particular, is one that I really wanted to get in there. And uh, they just announced that uh, Vertigo and I will be... Uh, Tag teaming there So that'll be exciting Um, In terms of goals I mean Really I'm just following What Vertigo's done Right? Like Well the formulas worked, Right? (laughs) Exactly Like he's the one Who had the balls And uh, You know Just the the Gusto to just go And do it And figure it out Um, And I'm a little bit later And I'm a little bit older So I gotta catch up A little bit faster So uh, Yeah I mean I'd like to be Traveling as much as he is Like Wales and uh, England are kind of like the the front door of uh, the European house, but I want to get into all the rooms and all the nooks and crannies. So I mean, I'd love to check out Germany. I Switzerland is on my bucket list, like period. Um, if I could wrestle there, that would be also great. Uh, France, Spain. Um,
0: he just wrestled in Denmark, did he? Not as well.
1: He did. He did. He got he got flown out to Denmark. See. So like, it's it's really it's really working out really well for him. So I'm really happy, but. Um, yeah, I I just want to tr- travel more, I guess, and, and and wrestle. Not necessarily like in as many different places as I can, but as many like quality people as I I can, you know.
0: You mentioned that you're 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 older. You got to catch up. And he's the one who had the balls and the gusto to just be like, fuck it, I'm gonna go do it. Mm. Was there was there a hesitation on your part? And if there was, what changed?
1: Uh, I just realized that I was getting old and I was gonna die soon. <laughs> so, like you got to do it, or else you're just never gonna do it. Right. That so was, it was it. like
0: shit or get off the pot time. Yeah. And now it was time to get off the pot. Yeah. Right on. I like that. No, I like that. It's very simple, short, short, and sweet. That's simple. And um, unfortunately, you're going to be there in the best month of the year. I mean, you're going to be there when Halloween is happening. It is our favorite yeah. month. I mean, I love Halloween just yeah. as much as you do. Now, um, of course, the UK does have some
1: pretty good horror flicks. I will say that. They do. They do. Um, I don't see. See, I thought I'm like, oh, well, it's the UK. Obviously, they do Halloween, right? Like. How different could we be? But uh, no, it turns out they really just don't. Um, I've heard from some people that they don't at all. I've heard from some people that they do like light fireworks, which is neat because I've never seen fireworks on Halloween. Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, like I don't really care. Uh, to me, Halloween is more of like a vibe. I don't really need to be doing anything in particular, or uh, you know what I mean? Like I don't need the aesthetic to kind of match what's, what's going in on moment. in my brain. Yeah, and like I'm going over with my friends and and. That, that's all I need, really. Yeah, your friends, good times, good food, yeah. laughs. Yeah.
0: And there Movie. will be some horror movies at least premiering in theaters, so you can go catch out a, a flick at a UK theater. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, any, you got anything that you're looking forward to, like seeing over there? Like, uh, is there any landmarks you plan to tour that maybe you didn't get a chance to see the first time around? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the biggest tourist attractions that I've heard of, I don't know if you're going to be anywhere near there, is to walk the street that Jack the Ripper himself uh, did his things on.
1: That would be cool. Um, I haven't really looked into it too, too much just because... Um you know the priorities like wrestling or whatever but um last time i didn't get to actually see the ocean which i'd really like to see um we're staying in cardiff which is you know right by the ocean so shouldn't be too difficult but um uh, i'm going to scotland as well for the first time so like you know i'm half scottish right uh, you're going I, to my I, home country i, I could have assumed that yeah you're going to go my home country <laughs> you know my other half is But italian do you believe that yeah. I'm half Italian, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah, is I it because to... I do
1: a lot with my hands? Uh, No, just ethnicity-wise. It, it, really? It, it a lot down. of people think I look pale as fuck. I think a lot of Italians are pretty pale. Compared to yourself, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, to a degree, I guess. I don't yeah. know. You tan, though, right? <laughs> like, you tan quite easily. No? I mean, like, I don't tan, but, like, this this is me at my palest. This is, okay, yeah. well, that's me at my darkest. When <laughs> I really try. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, look. That's okay. Alexia's is paler than you are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> somebody's out there is paler than me. That's awesome.
0: So, going over to the UK, attack is one of the promotions that you really yeah. wanted to get, and now yeah. you're booked on. Yeah. Could there potentially be some inner workings, like you get over there, maybe impress somebody else, and get some gigs on the spot? Is that usually what you hope for, how it works, or do you try to book in
1: advance? You always hope for like, yeah, if you can get on like a progress like day of, like that would be the dream, right? But uh, most of the time, no. Um, What I'm noticing is that most promoters in the UK book like months ahead of time, so um, the problem that I ran into the last time was that I kind of started to reach out like one to two months before and that just wasn't enough time. Like most of them were like, oh sorry, like we're full. Um, So this time around I just kind of started talking to them a little bit earlier um, and managed to get nearly double the bookings. Um, That I did last time, uh, which is great. But um, yeah, it's it's tough to actually get booked. Like, oh wow, like you did really really well. Like, come to my show. Like, yeah, like you did really really well. But like next time you're over, reach out to me. That's usually what you get more than anything. Okay, so then you always get like the next time, reach out to me earlier, and we can put. So that's probably what happened with Attack, right? Yeah. Uh, Not with Attack, but um, Attack's kind of funny because. so i went over mostly through uh wild boar like he was the one who kind of helped facilitate everything um and he is obviously somebody who's been kind of involved with attack for a while um and he introduced me to uh, flash morgan webster who helps him run chaos and then kind of through him i met mark andrews and mark andrews is the one who runs attack and through you know word of mouth he kind of like saw my clips and was like oh yeah like Pretty good, right? And then at Impact we met and kind of got to know each other, and uh, it just kind of worked out that way. You know what I mean?
0: I love that. But that's that's how it's great, right? You meet right timing. Yeah. Everything kind of falls into place, Mm. and that's what LGL was about. It's about opportunity and timing. Yeah, sure. At least in my eyes. No, no, I I, like Opportunities and timing, right? (laughs) Here it is. Yeah, that makes sense. So, when we talk about goals and, and, and aspirations and stuff like that, you've been a household name here in this scene for a while. And I, I don't, I don't like to big up anybody's ego, but it's hard not to <laughs> with the matches that you've had and the ability and, and the th- stories that you've been able to tell. Okay. And I think you've you've exceeded the bar every single time. And I've been able to honored and privileged to call quite a few of those matches. Some of them my all-time favorite matches of all time. Really? And yeah. I would. And it's not because you and I are best friends. It's just because it's a factual statement. Factual statement. You are that good. But we want to go through Europe. We want to tackle more what about going over into puerto rico going over into like the southern areas and stuff like that going into mexico like do you have plans to go to that side of the world planning to attack the south americas in any way
1: um mexico yeah potentially um i actually wanted to uh plans kind of fell through but um my mom lives in mexico so the the idea was to go visit her get a couple bookings and then you know come back yeah, that's definitely something I want to do in the future just because, like, it's the easiest place outside of Canada for me to get booked. Um, I'm not a Canadian citizen, I'm a Mexican citizen, so, like, it's really easy for me to just, you know, show up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that'll definitely be something I want to do in the future. Uh, Puerto Rico, I've never thought about, but yeah, why not? Puerto Rico does have a
0: historic background in pro wrestling. You know that as well as I do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it also has some shadiness and darkness, like Bruiser Brody and stuff like that, but we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) That's like Bruno. We don't talk about that. We talk about the good stuff. But Puerto Rico, definitely, I think you would flourish over there Mm -hmm. for sure. And you'd be able to have some killer matches. And you're also not afraid to fucking bring a weapon in if needed. So that's right (laughs) in Puerto Rico's wheelhouse for sure. (laughs) I got to ask this though. I think I've asked this a few times, and I don't think I've ever gotten a concrete answer. In terms of, uh, like... I think every character, or every story, storyteller needs to evolve at some point or time, and a lot of times I feel like a signature match yeah. is something that really helps build a character to full potential. Yeah. What would be the signature match for Gabriel Fara El Diablo? Like I, I feel like a street fight, yes, but I also feel like something dark and sinister, like a, like a Chamber of Horrors or a casket match or a, a Dance with the Devil match. I don't know, something that just just resonates like like I don't know what a dance with the devil match would be on would just be a cool spin on a street fight mm. but if Gabriel Fuerza had his own stipulation match like something to really finish a storyline if it could be told properly what would what would be the one in your wheelhouse?
1: Hmm I've kind of had the idea of doing like a uh I don't even know what you would call it, but it'd be like a bet match. Basically, you know, I put five hundred dollars on the line that says I can beat you.
0: Okay, like and a if, prize fight.
1: Yeah, and if you're willing to match it, then we match it, and then we fight, and then the winner gets the money, right? The winner gets the money. Because um, at the end of the day, that's what, you know, the Gabriel Fuerza uh, character is. He's not as, like, satanic as people really kind of assume at first kind of glance because, yeah, like, El Diablo, like, whatever, that's the devil. People assume, you know, 666, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, really, El Diablo is more of like a... Uh, you're a trickster. He's a trickster, Yeah. yeah think more like low-key with a gun I like that low-key with a gun that's that's a fire <laughs> tattoo bro low-key yeah. with a gun yeah like really I'm just trying to like take as much as I can with as little effort as possible so less is more for you less is more I I'm not much of a weapon guy like I'll do a street fight here and there um I do like it to finish off a feud and maybe like that could be kind of woven into the stipulation but um at the end of the day like What Gabriel Fuerza wants more than anything is to take something from you. And if you can take your money, then great. It's true, it's true.
0: I always had a a script that I wrote years ago because I did go to film school and I studied all that stuff. And one of my final projects was we had to write our own little short story and we had to film it. And what I wrote was, the story that I wrote was called The Perfect Game, Mm -hmm. where a guy sells his soul to the devil to become a champion of some kind of sport. And then he ends up playing poker with the devil. And I wasn't sure I was gonna spin it. Like I wrote the, 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 the synopsis for it, but I never really finished out the script. I toyed with it here and there, but I always walked away to it, came back, walked away to it. But I wrote enough of a treatment for it to be submitted for my final project. But the only thing I remember really about it that stuck out to me was the final line. Because I had it worked out where the guy was gonna beat the devil at cards. He's gonna beat him at one hand of poker. And he was gonna beat him with like four kings over four aces, like just something dirty sexy. And the final line was going to be him because I'm a big fan of, like, smoking shots in movies. Somebody likes a cigarette and does that slow exhale, and it's just dirty looking. It's mm-hmm. just great. Mm-hmm. And my, my final line of the, document, the final line of this short story was going to be, I always will remember the night I danced with the devil, mm-hmm. and I won. And that was just going to be my final line. Mm-hmm. And I always just feel like, I feel like you, if you want to, you can take that, and you can use that in a promo. Oh, I'm going to gift you that. Thank you. There you go. All right, what do you it's think good. about
1: it? That's It's a pretty sexy line, right? It's good. It's good. And you know what? I agree with you on the whole cigarette thing. Uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. No. But I have been wanting to smoke a cigarette to the ring uh, since I was like eight. Right? Yeah. And just <laughs> a slow exhale of smoke. It's yeah. just badass, dude. It is. It is. It is badass. I don't know why, but and it is. I don't is. know what
0: he has smoking shots in movies are yeah. sexy yeah. I don't it, know why
1: it attracts your uh, eyes to the lips it does there you go
0: that see sex appeal yeah. in a very dirty and filthy <laughs> habit I, I was a former smoker I'm three weeks non-smoking oh, Three weeks. Congrats. yeah I'm trying Good. trying it's hard it, it sucks yeah. it's been a consistent battle <laughs> since I was 14 yeah, yeah. I, I've quit for six months a year here and there but the problem is with me is that I still smoke weed mm. so I can't give up the weed because yeah. the weed helps control my anxiety
1: yeah 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 well you, I think you'll, uh, you'll get it
0: I'll get it, Eventually, I'll come to something. Maybe we just gotta take more of the edibles. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Edibles are fun.
1: I mean, I've heard having like a toothpick in your mouth to kinda like have something to simulate you. Yeah, no, in my like I'll chew the toothpick and then choke and then it'll like bust my esophagus or something. That's true. Maybe I'm a worry
0: ward on a lot of shit. I think of random shit at the time in my mind. Alright, I gotta ask you this. Yeah. We've toyed back and forth about horror movies and all this kinds of stuff. I know you're a fan of the old school slashers and stuff, and you appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But out of all the new genres of, the sub-genres of horror that's coming out now, Possession is more a thing. It's hotter than ever. It's back in the fold. The new Exorcist movie's coming out. It does look good. And then there's uh, like there's stuff like Midsummer, which yeah. is very, just does that complete 360 on you. And you know that they're eating people, but then when, they, when you actually see them eating, you're like, oh, shit is mm-hmm. fucked up. Mm-hmm. So out of all these little sub-genres that are popping up, what is the one subgenre you're really
1: enjoying in that thriller horror era? Um, honestly, like yeah, those are like A24 movies. They're I like them because and like uh, I don't wanna So there's this new term that I've been hearing, what was it? It's like um it's like enlightened horror or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's I, like it's like horror with something to say.
0: Yeah, it's like I, IQ horror. Yeah,
1: I don't like it because I think all good horror movies have always had something to say. Yeah. You just have to kinda like watch it. You really got to read between <laughs> the lines. Yeah, like some horror movies yeah, they're just dumb fun and that's fine. But yeah, I like movies that you watch once and you're like, "Huh, that was, you know, messed up." And then you watch it again and you're like, "Oh, like I'm starting to I'm starting to pick up what they're putting down, you know what I mean?" Like Midsummer entirely, like do you know what that's about? It's about the dangers of white supremacy. That whole movie is about the dangers of white supremacy. See,
0: I would have thought it would have been the dangers of bigamy and incestuousness because they keep mm-hmm. it in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would have mm-hmm. been about like not allowing someone within your close-knit circle. I thought... Mm. I actually didn't see it that way. Yeah, I saw yeah. it as a, as a tale on what bigamy can do if you, like...
1: Well, that's the beauty about art, right? Like, it's subjective and even though the director had it in his head one way, you can take it like a totally different way, right? Right. That's the beauty of it. I just like movies that have something to say. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like, The Midsummer was great. Uh, Hereditary was good, uh, although I don't know how I feel about, like, The Last Act. Um, I haven't really watched anything, honestly, too recently. I missed the new Evil Dead. Uh, was it I Evil saw did? it.
0: It wasn't anything to write home about.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Um,
0: I did enjoy the Nun 2, though. Oh, Cassie I and I did go to see the Nun 2, and it was pretty decent. Way better yeah. than the first one, I will say that.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I look forward to seeing the new Exorcist. That looks like genuinely spooky, but it might just be the trailer. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd say that's about it. Yeah. Right?
0: Like. Yeah. So right now,
1: if you if you had to pick
0: something, you would say these enlightened horror metaphoric yeah. horror is kind of what you're leaning towards.
1: Kind of. I just... It, it also brings such, like, pretentiousness to horror movies that I don't like.
0: It's very uppity. It makes you feel almost uppity when you're watching these. Like, oh, these are so above me.
1: Not really. It's just... Some people will take it that way. They'll be like, oh, like, I only watch these kind of horror movies. Oh. Right? Like, that's what I don't want. Yeah. I, I like them, but I... It's like with anything else. Like, the fans of these things kind of sour me on them. Yes. Like, I like... I like wrestling, but sometimes wrestling fans can be annoying. I like, you know, like a particular band, but sometimes that band, the fandom, can be a bit much. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it it only takes a couple people to kind of it's
0: that one bad apple spoils yeah. the bunch. No, I get you. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Me, I like what I like. Mm-hmm. You like what you like. We can coexist fine. Totally. totally. It's, it doesn't totally. matter. We don't we don't have to like everything. Yeah,
1: it's like the whole like AEW versus WWE thing. It's like this is this is not a battle happening in anybody's mind except for fans. Fans, Yeah, <laughs> just and, enjoy it. not all it fans, but you know. Yeah, just it's like it's good wrestling. Like, what are we complaining about? I feel like
0: the, I feel like, and I think you might agree with me on this statement. Maybe
1: you wouldn't. I feel like the internet has ruined pro wrestling. The internet has ruined everything. That's true. I'll give you that. I am very grateful. It makes me sound so fucking old, but I'm very grateful to have grown up in a time where I didn't have access to the internet you too. or like phones or anything like that. Um, partly because like it's so hard to live in the moment now, um, but also because I remember like kind of being like, wow, they're like, oh, my God, I can text my friend? Like, that's the coolest thing ever. And, yeah, it would take, you know, five minutes to do one text because you had to, you know... You yeah, click did...
0: the button three times to get the right letter. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: but, like, I remember it being, like, really interesting and really, like, wow. But now it's, like, man, like, kids are such assholes because, like, they have this little computer in their hands and they think they're smart. Yeah. They're so damn dumb now. Yeah, they're, everything's <laughs> dumbed down. Yeah. You know that my, my
0: daughter's in high school now and she's, oh. they're bringing back cursive writing. Oh. They're bringing it back now. Uh Before it was, when we were kids, I had to learn it. You had to do it, yeah. You had to learn learn it. it. I remember grade four, five, and six, you were fine-tuning it. By grade seven, you better be writing cursive or you're fucked up. You're done. (laughs) So, like, but now it's like, oh, we're learning cursive and it's so weird. It's like, it's not that weird. No. You know the funny thing is, is that even now, since I don't use cursive in my everyday life, Mm -hmm. I've forgotten how to do some of the letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I I know how to do a G because it's in my signature. Yeah. I know how to do an M and small n, Cs and Ks, Ys, but Z. I forget that Z has that yeah, double it's squiggle. Weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it looks like a hot dog on top of another hot dog. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. like some of the cursive, if you don't use it, you lose it. So that's the thing, right? I feel like we were we we grew up at a time where everything was <laughs> time when everything was <laughs> uh-huh. more because it wasn't so easily accessible. Yeah. You appreciated these yeah. things a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. And then you didn't always have to like. You know read people's reviews on shit or people's comments and stuff like that so yeah yeah. yeah, the internet's been good in some ways but it's ruined a lot of stuff i would agree with you on that 100 percent well on that note best buddy pal of mine friend thank you so much for this finally first ever live in person conversation we've had many but they've all been over zoom yes they've all been over zoom and actually the first time this is six the first time we actually did a phone call conversation
1: Oh, wow. Like no
0: video or nothing? No, because I was like, no, I'm against YouTube and against video, and I'm just going to do a straight audio podcast. And then I woke the fuck up and realized <laughs> it's better to do these things. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The ring light's nice. The ring light's nice. Amazon. Really? 20 bucks. 20 bucks? You 20 came bucks. With the whole stand and everything? The whole stand and everything. What about this thing? This thing here? Yeah. 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, I need one of those for 20 bucks, like, man. promos and stuff.
0: After we get off, I'll be more than happy to show you my purchases. Okay. All right, perfect. Deal. That's it. See? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bestie. You're welcome. Ah, you acknowledged it. All right, guys, there you go. All those Ontario Indy fans, suck it. I got acknowledgment. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday night main event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore straight talk on Twitter, at straight talk wrestling on Instagram, straight talk wrestling on Facebook, straight talk wrestling on TikTok. And of course, you can check out all our merch at prowrestlingtees.com. I don't even.